Welcome to StartupRad.io, your podcast and YouTube blog covering the German startup scene with news, interviews, and live events. Welcome, everybody. This is Joe from StartupRad.io, your startup podcast and YouTube blog from Germany. Once again, from my cramped study in the times of COVID-19. This is uh, recorded on the 14th of April, so we are still uh, in partially locked down here in Germany, but nonetheless, I got Sven to join me and introduce you guys to his new venture. Hey, Sven, how you doing? Good morning, Joe. Hey, thanks for having me here today. I'm doing really well. Um, as you just mentioned, it's COVID. Uh, there's an outbreak happening. I myself, I, I self-quarantined myself and my family for uh, three weeks as a precautionary measure. Um, but, you know, when I look outside, sometimes it seems there isn't even COVID-19. Yeah, some people take it very seriously, some people just ignore it. But nonetheless, I do believe we got off pretty well. Um, that said, let's talk a little bit about you. Who are you? What did you do? And why are you here in this interview? <laughs> <laughs> sure, definitely. Yeah, so like you mentioned, I'm Sven Begner. I'm the founder and CEO of Mainstage Incubator. Um, before I get to Mainstage Incubator, I will let you know a bit about myself. So um, I'm half Indian, half German. My mom is from India. I used to live for eight years in India as well uh, during my childhood, came back to Europe. Um, and basically, my sales journey started there. Um, I have uh, around eight plus years uh, experience in, in sales, including enterprise sales, startup sales, worked with big companies, big corporations with 10,000 plus employees, down to startups uh, between when I started there was around 35 employees. So I've, I've seen it all um, when it comes to sales. I would, I would be curious because you're half Indian, half German. Um, what does it mean for you where you can take advantages, disadvantages, and where did you live in India? Good question. Perfect. So um, I, I, I'll, I'll go to the second question. I lived in South India in a beautiful state called Kerala. And India in India, Kerala is known as the God's own country um, because of the tropical climates, because of the backwaters, the beautiful beaches, the houseboats, and so on. Um, I think the advantages are uh, because I was born in Germany, I was here until I was 10 years old um, and then went to India. I kind of got to know both the cultures, um, both positive aspects and both negative. And uh, the beautiful part about that was I could pick and choose on uh, what I'd like to take on board and I could ignore what I didn't want to take on board. So, you know, um, what I what I kind of at, at the early days started to implement is the IST, which is the Indian stretchable time, not the Indian standard time. Um, <laughs> but that's what you do in India. So, you know, if you show a punctual somewhere, uh, they will kind of look surprised. But in Germany, you know, you, you need to be super punctual. So, you know, you have these two different mindsets going on. And I've, I've learned to live to switch off the Indian brain or sometimes the German brain. Um, I would bet, uh, for example, you choose to celebrate Christmas and Diwali. Um, so, <laughs> so I celebrate more of uh, um, of 
of Christmas. Um, so in South India, Diwali is not that celebrated as 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 much as it is celebrated in North India. But I think it, it also depends on my religious background. So you've been living in Germany and India. Isn't Southern India where the food is very spicy? Yes. Uh, okay, it would be a place for me. Maybe we should go for South India dinner one day. Um, that said, you have been working with many companies. What, have, what has been your role and how did it kind of train you, educate you to, uh, or help you to achieve a main stage incubator because it's no small feat to go from a corporate job into your own venture. Definitely. So I started my sales journey with inside sales and I was, um, I started off with renewals, um, with, uh, with a medical company who got now acquired by Abbott. Um, then I kind of ventured throughout inside sales. So from lead generation down to closing, um, I helped another company build an inside sales team as well. Um, we then were three to four uh, inside sales reps or, or account managers uh, looking after um, different territories. Uh, then the Brexit vote came and I decided uh, in November, okay, I'm going to leave the UK and go. I'll, I'll go back to Germany. So back then I, I worked as an account executive, kind of it was a hybrid role between inside sales and outside sales um, for the DACH market in Germany. Um, uh, we, we may add uh, DACH means the German speaking area for D Deutschland or Austria and CH Switzerland, which DACH in German means roof. Sorry, sorry to interrupt you, but we want to make it as as understandable as possible. Go ahead. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So, you know, I, I worked for around two and a half years there. Um, you know, I, I got to know different aspects. I knew that German customers is not equal to Swiss customers or is not equal to Austrian customers. So I kind of saw the cultural gap and how people like to perceive sales and uh, different business values on different perspectives. Um, and again, in that company, I worked uh, with enterprise clients, large companies down to small companies as well. Um, after that, that company got acquired by a huge giant who, and that giant decided there will no longer be any salespeople. It'll be a pure partner business. So all the salespeople were let go. And during that time, I then joined a startup. And I think you might know the founder as well. Um, and so they're all into software quality based in Frankfurt, really great platform. Uh, they've been on hyper growth as well. And there I was, um, trying to, I was generating business, um, getting some new exposure, um, joined as a, a sales executive. And then after a few, uh, months, uh, stepped up to, to sales director. Uh, then onboarded to two more salespeople, and then we were together hitting the European market. Um, so after getting that experience, at some point, you know, I thought, hey, uh, I think last year alone I traveled. Uh, I think I had around 35 to 40 flights uh, on my back. I was traveling nonstop. I wasn't there at home so much. So I wanted to, 
reflect to myself and say, hey, there's something more, even though I like what I do, I like that startup, I like the product, I really want to be more at home, be flexible and you know, spend some time with my family. Now, I'm not the youngest, as you can see, like you have more hair than I do. <laughs> that, that is very rare that an interview partner tells me that. Exactly. So, you know, uh, it's the stress. Um, oh, no, by the way, but if I look like this, well, okay, but you've got more hair. It's okay. Um, where was I? Yes, I decide, then decided, hey, let's, um, let's go to the route as an entrepreneur and use my, my heritage, my background to add value to the startup ecosystem. Because Another thing I was really, really disappointed on was a lot of startups who are in Frankfurt are not being are not being um, recognized or not being accepted by the corporates around. And you might hear that a lot from other people. Um, so if this is happening in Frankfurt, this could happen anywhere in the world, right? In in let's say in developing startup ecosystems. And so, you know, my co-founder and I, Debashi Chakraborty, we uh, then reflected back in November saying, hey, let's do this. Let's try this with India. Uh, and again, why India? Because I know how the Indian people think. I know how the German people think. Uh, my co-founder lives in Bangalore. He has been in the ecosystem for 10 years. He knows the startup scene there. Um, and then we decided to, to kind of bring Main Stage Incubator alive. Uh -huh, uh -huh, uh -huh. I, I, by the way, I, I, I love the name of your co-founder. One day we have to write it down. Um, I do understand that you actually help startups from India to come over, but we'll get into that soon. I may add that uh, Frankfurt has been quite late in responding to a startup wave. One of the main reasons is uh, I was also a little bit too young for that, but um, startups have been burned. The, the, the term startup technology companies with the Neuer Markt, which was usually a uh, part of the dot-com boom 2002 going down, and it went from very lofty highs into almost nothing, and almost all of the companies went bust. The same as in the US, but in Germany, it retained stigma, especially here in Frankfurt, because many people got burnt there. And so they've been a bit late with the start. Hopefully, we'll do something to catch up pretty soon. <coughs> Let's talk a little bit about Mainstage, what it is what it is and how it actually works to have company on two continents and two different time zones. Oh, definitely, definitely. So is there any specific, or maybe I'll just try with the, uh, start with the distributed part, because that's a very interesting thing. Now, uh, India during the winter is around four, four and a half hours ahead, and now it's three and a half hours. So it's a very funny game. Um, you know, when I wake up, my co-founder might have had a few more uh, more calls and so on. And even my wife complains, saying that, hey, Sven, the moment you wake up, 
before saying good morning to me, you call you up your co-founder and ask about the status and how his day has been. Instead of saying, hey, honey, how, how, how was your night? Did you dream anything nice? Good morning. You know, um, but that stopped now. <laughs> but um, it, it, is, it is a funny change. But hey, in today's world, we're all distributed. It's all digital. It's all very agile, how we're working. So um, at, at, po at points, it's tricky. So at our 10 a.m. is his lunchtime. So um, I, maybe I, I'm like, hey, you know, I've done this, this, this. And he's like, Sven, I'm having my lunch. Can we talk in half an hour, please? I, I really know that feeling when I was working in China. My mother actually called me before she went to work. And that was also exactly my lunch break because there was a six depending on the time zone here in Germany, six or seven hour time difference. Oh, wow. Yes, definitely, definitely. Um, back to the back to the original question, what is mentioned incubator? Yes, we started with India because we have the connections there. Um, so, you know, we kind of did a pilot and we called it, let's just call it the term sales as a service. Um, and you won't, won't find that on LinkedIn. Uh, it's just a pilot, but what we tried doing is, is let's ha pick out a handful of startups from India and position them to European customers, especially German customers. Now, most of the time, the German customers said, hey, the technology is super cool. It's really great. But, you know, some of these startups, they need some coaching on how to present themselves, you know, um, presenting a solution in front of a German customer versus a U.S. customer is totally different. And yes, there's a cultural gap and hey, it's, it's natural. Uh, and I'm not finger pointing or saying hey, this is negative. It's just my observation and the feedback I received. Um, so th then that's where we kind of stimulated the additional fact saying that, hey, before we introduce any startup from India or elsewhere to German or European customers, let's give them, let's give them the basic um, presentation, not even ethics, but presentation hints, tips and tricks on how they can have a good sales meeting and wrap up within a 30 minutes time slot. So we help them build with um, culturalization workshops and trainings, uh, you know, how to run a good sales meeting. We look at their pitch decks. We um, sometimes reduce 50 deck slide down to 15 or 10 to make it more uh, acceptable for German customers. Um, we help with fundraising workshops. We look at product market fit strategies. And um, yeah, that's pretty much what we do. And, and where does the part Germany come in? Because so far it's like assistance to startups, which you could also do in India, right? Where does the part Germany, Europe, especially Frankfurt comes in? Where does Germany come? So, main search incubator being head headquartered in Frankfurt, right? Um, our main goal is a to help them with customer acquisition, and the customers could be in Germany or again the Dach region, which is Germany, Austria, Switzerland, um, but also then expand into Europe because we are all well connected. We have got our sales partners all over in Europe in each country to help generate more leads or customers for the startups. But the ultimate goal is to bring international startups physically into Germany and have them set up their roots slash an office space in Germany. Why? 
Mrs. Merkel is, is saying for the past two years that we have uh, a lack of talents or we, um, you know reduced number of talents. We need new innovation. We need more people. Um, so that's also on a high level initiative, right? To help on the national uh, economics. But on a lower level is, you know, it's the bridge. So even though we started with a one directional bridge, we have identified few startups from Germany now who would like to scale their business and their solution in India. So now what we're doing is we're creating a bi-directional bridge for startups to jump between Germany and India and India and Germany. But that's not only it. Now, even though you know we've been talking about India so far, India, 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 but um, over the course since November until now, um, we have onboarded uh, or we signed a partnership agreement with uh, Argentina, with Colombia, with uh, Japan, with uh, Nepal, um, Bangladesh, Sri Lanka, so even USA now. So a bunch of more countries um, or people are reaching out to us asking, hey Sven, you know, what you guys are doing is really great. Can we be part of this? I see, and you almost answered uh, my question because the next question I would have had uh, would be, are you open to startups from other countries? And I would just expand a little bit the question. Are you open to startups from countries with whose governments you don't have a contract yet? Say, for example, Mexico, Canada. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, always open for that. We are open um, to work with those startups. And in fact, um, so in India, there's this terminology called tier two, tier three cities, which are not the main headquartered cities like Frankfurt, Berlin, but somewhere in the outskirts and the more neglected cities. Same you can see um, in, in Mexico, in Canada, uh, and even in Colombia or Argentina. And that's a good example. You know, a lot of startup, the whole startup scene is in Buenos Aires. But then our contacts there said that, hey, Sven, there's so many startups in the tier two, three, tier three cities. Um, why don't you ha have a talk with them? So we're currently talking with them as well. And most of the time, and hey, guys, I'm not telling this to... to um, I'm not telling this to to defame you or say negative feedback, but it's just my observation. But a lot of the startups in the big cities, they're creating a feature on an existing product which already solves a, a problem. But if you go out from those main hubs into the tier two, tier three cities, they're actually inventing a solution to solve a problem and not just build a feature on top. That is the main difference. That is also something I'm seeing here in Germany, especially the guys from uh, technical universities, for example, around here, uh, Darmstadt, Karlsruhe, for example, they're very good in that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, you know, um, now how do we work with with uh, with, uh, with different countries, with the different cultures? So what we do is we try um, to build partnerships on national levels but on state levels and then maybe on private sector levels. Um, on a, so in, there's this thing called TBI in India, it's technical business incubators. And they are mostly uh, planted into universities so that when students learn, they pass out, they are already very much involved, involved with, um, with entrepreneurship. So we've partnered up with most of them. So Debashish and I, we are also mentors and part of the TBIs. Uh, we've signed partnership agreements um, 
when we go to India, we visit them, we do workshops with them, we talk about entrepreneurship, we identify maybe a few cool startups who we can bring over. Um, and a perfect example, I was in Sikkim, and Sikkim is a state which is being neglected by India. It's on the northern part of India. I was there, I went to a TBI called the uh, AIC SMU TBI, which is a Sikkim Manipal University technical business incubator. And you know, we identified a, sta a startup called Untapped, and those, those were two bright students who passed out from university and created a really cool solution based on the problems they faced in the hills. And the problem was no network coverage. So what did they come up with? They came up with a solution which enables offline car-to-car -car communication with the 10 kilometers range. So now, you know, um, and, and they're, they're now going into MVP, they're rolling it out. But now you don't need cellular networks. If, a, if your car breaks down, the offline communication module will communicate to the next ADAC or, or road assistance. So pretty cool. And though these guys, we identified them in one of the TBIs. But what we also did now is we signed up a partnership on the national level with, uh, with ASAR. Um, and uh, what they do is they are directly associated with Mr. Narendra Modi. Um, they are from the office there and even our our contact, he reports there. And our contact's mission is to build a new India based on the values and um, the constitution of India. And there's a lot of movement going on. So that's only one part. Same we do in Argentina. In Argentina, we're currently talking to Ahaka Argentinian. We're talking to a few other um, organizations with government incubators as well to, to, to tie up that partnership. Mm -hmm. No, 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 totally fine. You should talk a lot. Um, I was uh, just uh, writing down something because ADAC, it's also very German reference. It's uh, For the Americans, it's AAA. It's the uh, association. If you're a member, they help you when your car breaks down. That's it. How would it actually work? For example, let's take... Uh, Let's take, for example, a uh, startup from Australia just reached out recently to me. How would they get into main stage incubator? What should those guys do to to reach out to you to apply to get in your program? Oh, definitely. So it's very simple. Uh, if you know them, then you can give me an introduction and I think we can save us the hassle. Um, or they could just go to www.mainstage-incubator.com. Um, our whole program is listed there. So, you know, our, 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 um, our mission statement, which is enabling startups to scale 10 times faster into the market, then, you know, it's all in there about what we do, our culture. We then talk a little bit also about our Launchpad program, which is split into four pieces. Pre-incubation is more for early stage startups, you know, who, who, want, who are just between ideation and prototyping, uh, we help them with, uh, with with mentoring, with fundraising support, and so on. And then we go to the actual fun part, which is the virtual launchpad part. And the virtual launchpad part is where we help them find product market fit. Um, we help them with the first proof of concepts, at least three, get them some customers in, and I always say, tell the customers, hey, uh, to the startups, if you, if, if you already have a few good customers, then you don't need to give away your equity because you, you, you don't and you don't need to um, to get to, to do fundraising anymore. Right. And then we go into scale up and so on. And 
if, to the, at the very bottom, we outline our onboarding process. It looks a lot, but all this, um, I think up until the onboarding formalities, the first four steps, uh, that can be done within a week, within a week or two. But again, it's very simple. We have an apply as a startup button there. They can, um, they can fill out a form, write a bit about themselves. But um, we are on LinkedIn. We're all digital nerds. I like LinkedIn. If anybody wants to reach out, they're more than happy to reach out to me on LinkedIn or my co-founder. And uh, yeah, happy to talk about that. For everybody who'd like to learn more, we just talked about a website and uh, LinkedIn. In the, if you go down here, wherever you're listening or viewing this, go down here in the show notes. There is a link to our blog post. And in the blog post, you will find the LinkedIn profile, you'll find the website and so on and so forth. And we make this for a simple reason, because if ever anything changes, we only have one spot where we need to change it and not thousands of different places where we would need to change something. That said, um, what are you looking for in terms of industry in terms of technology for startups because i would assume you are looking for digital scalable startups right depends and i, I don't know i think there's some telepathic communication going on between our our brains even though you're 20 kilometers away i knew you would ask this question and I th uh, interesting <laughs> um so even though we focus on digital startups or tech startups um, we do not want to neglect the non-tech startups um, and under non-tech startups are those startups who either might provide um, you know ayurvedic wellness services um, they could be providing um, a sustainable supply chain and a good example for that is you know um, back to sikkim there is one startup who help 900 women farmers aggregate their produce and we help that startup matchmaking uh, matchmake with corporates or their end customers and thus we're creating a sustainable supply chain the scenario before was that all these 900 farmers they used to give it to one distributor they got a very very bad daily wage and this distributor gives it to another middleman another 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 and what we did with startup is with the startup is we cut out the middlemen And I'm sure that, you know, the people who are listening to this and who are in the supply, current traditional supply chain process, they're not going to like me for saying this, but this is how we help the non-tech startups or the, you know, creating a sustainable supply chain. But yes, our main focus is on digital, but we do not say no for um, non-tech startups. And I do believe cutting out middlemen is something digitalization almost necessarily does i'm not too sure if we get at one point two place where we have one platform where all, or several platforms where all the producers and all the potential clients meet but i do believe we'll get down uh like to 20 percent 10 percent of the middlemen we do have right now in all types of reselling, resales, wholesales, whatever product is out there. That's my belief. Um, 
As we said at the beginning, we're still in partial lockdown here in Germany at the time of this recording and teasing you a little bit just to get over 30 minutes for this interview. Um, because right now COVID-19 is still raging around us. It's touching India. It's getting bigger and bigger in the United States, especially New York. And what is your current impression on how this is unfolding and what as like a speaker for startups would you wish for from any or all governments to do to support startups so here's the thing and you know yes it's been three weeks since i'm here and i've been on a lot of webinars a lot of people are saying yeah there's corona covid business is not going on and i'm in the same boat and i you know everybody has got their right of expression but i always say that don't take covid or corona as an excuse now is actually the best time to revisit all the processes you have all the leads who might have not contacted you and start reaching out to them start reaching out on linkedin start doing some homework i don't know check out check out the software quality of your solutions and i know i might be promoting the startup i used to work before but this is the right time to do this because you don't have any pressure from anybody. Yes, you might have employees, you know, who are sitting idle at home, uh, but there are solutions for that as well. But you know, my ask for startup from for the government is, hey, let's support the startups in the region um, in a uniform manner. It can't be that you know uh, NRV is doing one scheme, uh, you know Berlin is doing another scheme, Hessen is doing another scheme, Bavaria is doing something else. You know, it, it kind of creates friction. Maybe there, and I don't know, this is my observation, and I hope I'm not going to get in trouble for this, but maybe the go German government is planning to, you know, create competition between the states, but it shouldn't be like that. I think all startups all over Germany, A, should have a unified support vision on how to get this further, right? Um, same in India, like, you know, in we are actually having a very luxurious life during Corona because we can still go out, we can mingle, you know, uh, if, you, if, you, if you saw the news for Easter news, people were chilling in the parks, having barbecues and picnics. But if you look at the lockdown situation in India, my co-founder, he's locked in inside, he gets his food delivered because um, only a few people are out there, you know, and the police do arrest people if they don't um, go according to the lockdown rules. So we're having it good. So, But again, I think today Mr. Modi has addressed the nation. I haven't checked the feed yet. I will uh, have to feed, check that. But one advice or an observation I can say to all the startups in the region, this crisis will get over. Um, but the whole thing is focus and don't lose your focus. And this is what I tell our startups as well who are in our portfolio. Personally, I always recommend doing some scenario modeling. Scenario one should be it goes all up like nothing ever happened. Scenario number two is it takes a while to get up to former levels again and then grow again. And scenario number three is it won't get as good as it used to be before within this year. And that's something every CEO, every founder should have in the back of his or her mind and uh, they should prepare at least a plan accordingly because nothing is as bad as if something just hits you and then you 
need to think because if you're thinking under pressure under time pressure under money pressure you'll most likely forget some important stuff and that is the time you can do some scenario planning and keep in mind you should also update it yep perfect i agree joe i agree and as we said um I would like to wrap this up because we are talking for approximately 31 minutes. Admittedly, your frame jumped again for everybody who's watching this video. Really sorry about that. There's nothing I can do from my side. It's part of the uh, ongoing much bigger internet traffic and um, Skype is ha having to use different bandwidth. And so the resolution in my frame jumps really sorry about that um, but the sound quality has always been pretty good I'd like to thank you very much for um, the interview hope to get a lot of main stage startups here in my podcast as interview guests as well as um, everybody who'd like to learn more go down here in the show notes you can apply straight from their website and we'll have the link for you for the application down here Thank you for very much for being my guest despite COVID-19 and hope to see you soon again. Hey, Joe, thank you very much. You know, it's been a great pleasure talking to you as always. I'm really looking forward um, to, the, to the end of this COVID so we can go and have an Epla or a beer. And uh, yeah, everyone out there, stay safe. Um, go to startup, no, startrat, startuprat.io. Uh, check out the broadcast, check out the other stuff um, Jörn uh, or Joe has. He's on Spotify, all those other channels out there. Have a look, subscribe, keep track of it, keep comment, keep sharing this. Um, so Joe's initiative is really cool. He's the only English-speaking um, startup podcast in, in the region. He covers 85% of the region, so he's a very well-connected person. Do subscribe. Thank you. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. That's all, folks. Find more news, streams, events, and interviews at www.startuprad.io. Remember, sharing is caring.